Well, we want to welcome you to the Awakening Moments podcast today. I am here with Rhonda and we are super pumped and excited to have a great conversation with you today. All right, Rhonda, I am going to start today by sharing a super embarrassing story of something that <laughs> happened to me recently. Okay. I mean, like, and, and, and when I say super embarrassing, like it's got to be bad because I don't actually really get embarrassed yeah, that don't. like much. I just don't yeah. like, I'm like, I can kind of, I just laugh it off and whatever. Like, I don't care. But no, this was, this was actually horrible. It was a very, very serious wardrobe malfunction. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was, it was bad. So I have this dress, this black dress that I got like, I don't know, a few months ago on sale. And, and I, I bought it because I was like, oh, this would be a great dress to wear to funerals. Like we have to think about this. We go to a lot of funerals. Yeah. So we need to have a good few black dresses. And I mean, it's not one I would officiate a funeral in, but it's one I could wear to a funeral. So I'm like, yeah, it's, it's cute. So it's kind of like a, um, like a loose, you know, just off the top, long sleeved, kind of puffy sleeves, long, long kind of sheery type dress. So, um, I, I put it on and I'm like, oh, it's a little, like, it's a little sheer. So I wore, I have to wear like a tank top under a black tank top and, and little black, like biker shorts, you know, uh, it's totally fine. And, um, so, but when I walk because of the biker shorts, the dress kind of sticks to the shorts. And even I tried like putting some static guard. It's not a static thing. It's just the, the fabric sticks to the fabric. And so it kind of comes up in the front and it drives me crazy. So anyways, we were, um, we were hosting a funeral, uh, at the church a few months ago and of a dear, dear sister, um, who we love, who we lost. And, um, so I, I, the, the the biker shorts were driving me so crazy so I went <laughs> into the bathroom and I took off the biker shorts and then I like stood in front of the mirror to see like is it see-through like how see-through is it's black so I figured it's a bit sheer but it, it's black and I was like oh it's fine like it was tiny like a tiny tiny bit but nothing crazy like it was fine I was like oh I, I think it'll, it'll be so much better the dress will hang so much better so I took the shorts off and I go in to go and visit with the family before the funeral. And so I'm standing with, you know, the entire family and I'm in, you know, we've got them in a special room and I'm just having a conversation with them. And, and I know all, like all the members of the family quite well. And so I'm just chatting with them and chatting about life and just catching up and all of this. And, um, I'm probably in there for like 15 minutes. Like I'm in there for a long time, just talking and I'm, I'm just kind of standing adjacent to, um, a whole wall of windows. Like this room is very bright. It's a beautiful, beautiful room. And I'm just talking and talking away. And I, I walk out of the room when I'm finished and I walk through our lobby in the church and our lobby is very bright as well. Like all the front doors are open, light spills in during the day and we've got these mirrors and so I walk by the mirrors and no joke Rhonda my dress is so see-through it is like I'm not wearing anything like I like I I can't even like you can see absolutely everything like you can see the full line of my black underwear you can see my entire legs I'm my I'm still wearing the tank so the top is fine but but on the bot from the bottom from the waist down <laughs> full I might as well not have been wearing anything I should have just walked in the room in my underwear because that is exactly what it looked like in the mirror oh I gosh. walk by the mirror and I die a thousand deaths 
I'm like, I was just standing in a room with so much light, standing right in front of the light, talking for like 15 minutes <laughs> naked, just ha- naked from the waist down. No. In front of no. these people. Men, there's like younger people. I, it, it's a horrible, I, I can't even, I just want to fall through the earth and just leave and just never ever see them again. I can't even believe this. I'm the minister. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so bad. Like, this is so bad. Like, I can't even believe. I feel like overwhelming embarrassment for you. Like, it was so bad. Oh, that is the worst. Like, I probably should go back and apologize to the family. (laughs) They're like, woo, things have changed around here. What's going on, Laura? <laughs> I died. So I went back to my office and I put the shorts on. And it's fine with the shorts. You can't see anything with the shorts. Now I know. That will no. never happen again. Yeah, now you but know. I had a humiliating, horrible, so embarrassing. Oh. Yeah, it was really, really bad. So anyways... <laughs> <laughs> it's one of these things. Those are one of the things you just can't recover from. You can't. You just no, can't recover just from. Like, There's nothing. I'm you, sorry. I was totally. taken out of my like. It was yeah. really like I was yeah. staying there with just underwear on. I'm yeah. really sorry about that. Yeah, I'm really sorry. And like, <laughs> you'll just have to deal with it. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. You'll have to get over just it. Pretend I was in my now, bathing suit. We've now we know each other a whole lot better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is. You've broken down every is. barrier. That's oh for sure. my gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, anyways, this got me thinking though about oh, sort of a funny awesome topic. Story though. I'm still there, Lori. Thank you for sharing that. I can just. You know, I'm just going to go through my day and just burst out laughing oh thinking about my you. Gosh. And especially the next time I see you in that black dress, I'll be just oh, like dying. Totally. Totally. So anyways, I thought this could segue into kind of an interesting <laughs> conversation about transparency, mm. about literally like what is appropriate to be, you know, we want to live transparently. We want to live transparent lives. We want to be honest about what's really going on in our lives what's appropriate, what's Mm. not appropriate. Mm. We see sort of an extreme version happening around social media around like, have you seen like trauma dumping and like people will get on there and they're, they're bawling, taking pictures of themselves crying. And like, it's all in this like effort to be transparent about what, you know, you're going through or they'll get on and they'll tell a crazy, crazy like life circumstance that's absolutely devastating me bawling and sharing this on social media or just to a random stranger i don't know it's like a very strange thing to me mm. <laughs> I, I you can hear in my attitude of even how i'm presenting this how i feel about that <laughs> i don't think that's healthy um but again so we've got this like pendulum swing to this like extreme sort of vulnerability and extreme transparency like what is the healthy medium of, you know, living a life that is authentic, that is honest, that is vulnerable, um, but not taking it so far that, you know, I don't know, we're like l- looking for something in it or I don't know. I don't even know what the motive would be about doing something like that. And if I were to be honest, like I would fall super far on the other extreme that it's even really, really difficult for me to even just say to somebody, hey, like, I really need help. Like, I'm struggling and I need help. Like, just to say those words out loud, like, I'm struggling, I need help is is very, very, very difficult for me. I wish it wasn't. I wish that wasn't the case. I wish that I could more easily 
just allow the struggles of my life and the struggles of my heart just to be a part of my everyday sort of living out, um, living out, but it's, it's a major struggle for me. Something the Lord still needs to keep going to that place. I need to just allow him. Um, so yeah, so where's like, where's the middle, where's the middle of this, this ground and what does that look like? And what does that look like for you? I think this is hilarious that you and I are talking about transparency <laughs> and vulnerability <laughs> because we're very similar. The two of us. Oh. I mean, I mean like, let's be honest though. Okay. Like we've definitely grown. We've, we've definitely grown. We've definitely grown. Yes, and yes, and even have. the po- doing the podcast has been helpful. It's yes. been a, a yes. sort of medium that we have used to just be uh, more honest mm-hmm. with other people, with mm-hmm. the people that get to listen to it and, and are a part of our, co- our podcast family to, you know, what we're really going through. Like, we, and we are honest. Yes, we are. Like we are, we are honest about, about what we're, it's not like we're, we're not putting on something or faking anything or anything like that. But, but it's like, what does it look like to actually live this out, you know, mm-hmm. in like, maybe even in the way that, you know, a biblical community would live out walking in victory struggle to get like mm-hmm. all of those pieces together what does that look like i think when i think about personally okay in the past growth yes our podcast has helped greatly because it's forced us to talk unscripted from the heart not going back to edit like literally unscripted what we're experiencing what we're what god's doing and being honest. And sometimes I've walked away from a conversation being like, Ooh, I think I sh- overshared for me. <laughs> yeah, like totally. Very much like, totally. I know you've been like, lot. you've been like, should we post that? <laughs> <I know. laughs> so it's been very healthy. And we do. And we do because it's been part of like, this is how we're processing here. I have to say though, like, you know, it's this, especially this past year from personal coaching, from doing a coaching coast, uh, co- I just said that, that came out really funny, <laughs> a coaching course. And as well, going through um, the um, unhealthy spirituality course, the emotional, Mm -hmm. I really feel it's helped me to be a bit more in tune with the negative emotions because I think that's part of transparency of being able to admit how you're feeling was something I had to give permission to myself to do. And obviously that admittance has to be depending on what it's about in the right context. So if it's something in my marriage, well, I first have to talk about that with Jay. I shouldn't be talking about that right away with somebody else, unless it's a counselor or something. I'm having difficulty expressing to Jay that I need help getting the courage to do that. That hasn't been the case, but that's the f- number one. Like those are very intimate things I should be able to share. But the things that are hard, not always like dismissing it or reframing it. So I think part of the authenticity is being in touch with how do I actually feel about that? And do I have permission to feel that? And sometimes I've actually done this because I quickly like to move on. I do not like the feeling of being sad or like negative emotions. I actually don't like the feeling of it. So I bypass it. So sometimes I'll give myself a time limit. I'll be like, I'm going to give myself a day to be sad about this. Okay. Just a day. But that helps you. It helps me. So you, then you, you go through the feelings. I go through the feelings and I force myself. Some people may need to put time limits on it because your day could turn into a week or I'll let myself, I'll let myself go through like a day. Like right. I, for yeah, example, yeah, yeah. something yeah, yeah, very yeah. disappointing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm using that as an example. No, no, for sure. Yeah. But then I'll, I'll talk about it and I'll say actually to Jay, I need space right now to just be sad about it, be honest about it, 
not overly like try to spiritualize this, but to let myself go there and not let to myself, force myself to move through it. Like, let exactly. me just sit in this for let a little me sit bit. In a, and let, the, let, let me let God sit in this too. Like to be like, God, I need to get this out. I need to unpack this. But then I need to be able to let the Lord go there and let myself move through it and be like, okay, enough is enough. Like this is okay. You've done that. You've let the Lord go there. Now, what is God telling me to do? What is God actually revealing? Blah, blah, blah. Now, when it comes to friendships, that's that's my marriage. And those are the things there that Jay gets privy to the most front row seats. And I have to be honest, I'm really trying to bring my kids on that journey too. That's been something I am learning with adult children to say, instead of them seeing a super mom or I've got everything together, to be able to say, girls, I'm really struggling with this or I'm having a really hard day. And I just need a really space here. Like I, I'm actually not feeling this. And honestly, there's times they're like, what? They actually don't like that either. I know. They don't like it. Do I you know. find that? Yes, yes, totally. <gasps> like it makes them really nervous when I'm actually really ir- like sad or anxious about something. And I'm like, I just need time to work this out. I'm feeling, and they're like, what? Like they're not used to it. So I'm recognizing, wow, I haven't really practiced this. But it's the timing. It's a good thing for them to say it's okay. And then there are things that outside of our marriage and my family, you know, I have a group of friends, you being one of them, Laura, but our close life group that we really do have incredible confidence with each other, that it is a safe space. And that has been nurtured over time. It wasn't like I just walked into that group. I share, we share things on the podcast. I'm comfortable to share. There's levels of authenticity. There are levels. There's things in my marriage that I wouldn't share outside of like Jay and I have to work out or with a counselor or with a strong, confident, like Jay and I just can't come into terms with things to have a couple. Like I think like I could say this, you and Jay are our closest friends. So those would be areas that we would go for wisdom or to say like, what do you think? Like we're just at an impasse here or we're, we're too in it. We need another pair of eyes, you know? So I think you do have very limited people like that in your life. But those very sacred spaces, you have to be really careful because they are really sacred and you need someone that can work, work with you in the Holy Spirit to say, okay, this is something you need to let God go there. And what are they asking to come alongside? Because we also need the Holy Spirit, number one, to go there, but we need the wisdom of friends to be able to bring some healthy counsel, bring some healthy boundaries, but even for healthy friends to be like, you actually have to work that out. Like we need friends that have the courage too to be like, you know what? I feel like God's asking you to go there. Like I can't keep having this conversation with you. I think now you need to kind of go into some deep healing with God. I think we need the wisdom of those around us. And I, I do feel like I've got, I'll be on like very few. There's three. There's three in my life group that I would trust with the most intimate of those things in my own heart. And we've had that in our life group where we've had some very deep conversations and it's been beautiful. And what it is, is the goal is not to just talk about it. It's the goal to support each other. And the goal is to lead us closer to Jesus and to be there to encourage each other to move in that direction. Cause at the end of the day, we have to own our journey at the end of the day. We have to own our growth. We have to own our pain. We have to own the healing with Jesus. We have to own that willingness to go there. God has to do it, but we've got to own the willingness to go there and not just keep talking about it and not wanting to make steps of growth or make mind changes or make pattern changes. We've got to own that. We've got to own what we can, but that counsel around us is really important to help keep us in a healthy place and keep us moving forward. That's what I think. 
That's amazing. That's amazing. I love how you unpack that in just the layers of relationships that you have and then what that looks like. That's really, really powerful. Um, you know, it, it is the, I want to say, uh, to anybody who's listening that if you're struggling, like really, really, really struggling in your life right now, it's okay. I just, I just want you to know that it's okay. Like, it's okay that you go through things. It's okay. If you know, you're navigating grief journey right now and it's just really, really hard. Um, sometimes I feel like in faith, in, in Christianity, in Christian circles, like we don't cultivate or give that much space to lean into these places together. And there's a reason why a lot of Christians don't feel comfortable to share the deepest, darkest feelings that they're navigating or going through because it feels like a lack of faith. It feels Mm. like I'm not actually putting into practice what God's word said. I'm not considering it pure joy when I'm going through this trial. It's awful. I hate this trial. It's terrible. It's actually taking me out, right? Like we don't, we're we're not super honest with each other um, or we see extreme versions of the honesty and we don't want to be a part of that we don't you know we don't really want it to look like that we don't want to be complainers do everything with thanksgiving you know don't complain don't grumble like we hear all these things and then we feel we take on this yoke of what it looks like to struggle in faith to struggle in christianity and it can be really hard so if you're listening to this um, first of all, we just want you to know that you, uh, even as a Christian, if you are a Christian, a believer, a follower of Jesus, like you can struggle. It's okay. You can have struggles and that doesn't make you a bad Christian. And that doesn't make you like not, you know, in faith or not exercising your authority. The reality is that life is hard and we go through hard mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. and we have to give ourselves the permission to mm-hmm. be able to go through those hard things. And I like how you even said, Rhonda, like I just, sometimes I just have to put a time frame on. I need to say like, I'm going to be sad for the next 24 hours and I'm just going to go into the grief of what I'm navigating. I think that's a, a real tool that some of us can take. I know for myself, you know, part of the, um, part of the journey of processing the deeper spaces of what I'm struggling with or what I'm going through or what I'm wrestling out, um, is I have to first go kind of deep into my own my own space. I'm an internal processor. So I am processing all of my feelings on a very sort of deep level, like over uh, under, sorry, above the surface of that processing is kind of the exterior of, no, I'm good. God is good. Da da da. My work, my thing, all the distractions, all the busyness, all the things that I'm doing, all of those things are there. But then underneath all of that, there's like a deeper space, a deeper well of an internal processing that's happening around different seasons, in different seasons, not a hundred percent of the time, but when I am going through something. And I have to go into that place first in order to process internally some of what I'm feeling to start to bring it up to the surface. But very much like you, I have to be extremely intentional to verbalize when I'm ready, it takes time. Sometimes it just takes a couple of days. Sometimes it takes a couple of weeks. Sometimes it takes a couple of months, but I have to be very intentional to actually put words to those feelings. And I've recognized, and I've said this before that I kind of am the type of person that needs to be a little bit mind. So if I'm having a conversation with someone, I'll throw a stone out, but then I kind of need some mining 
in order to pull the rest of the stones <laughs> that need to come out. So I'll give you a little stone and then, and not everybody picks up on this. And I've realized, I've actually realized that I kind of don't want them to. <laughs> Like, do you know what I mean? Like I've got this intentional thing that I know, okay, I need to take this deep internal struggle. I need to put some words to this. So I'll throw a stone out to somebody and then if they pick it up and they start to mine, then I'll go there. Like I want to, it's not that I don't want to, I want to, but then there's this other side of me that doesn't want to. So if they don't pick it up, I'm totally fine with that. And I just move on and I'm like, okay, phew, got through, you know, like it's this funny juggle of this like internal world and internal game. But eventually every single time, like if I keep throwing stones, nobody's picking the stones up, nobody's picking it up. I, I actually have to at some point just unearth what I have to verbalize it. I have to say it out loud to somebody. And, um, you know, this can look a little bit different for everybody, kind of how this process happens. And this can look a little different for me to who is the one that gets to hear the unearthing. What, you know, the timing sometimes is just, I just know it's now and I have to say it. And, you know, the environment has lent itself to that. But because I tend to be an undershare, not an overshare, these moments are really, really important. And I have to really seize them. I have to seize them when they come, when I know I can sense the Lord is saying it's time. And I, I have to, and it's a major, major step of faith for me just to put to words, but it always begins the end of the journey for me. Every mm. single time it always begins. I have to verbalize it and I have to tell somebody that I trust. That is so good, Laura. And I, I think obviously I love even how you started, like you saying it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. And I, I, and we just even want to say like, yeah, we're not saying like a time frame. Someone like things like a grief, there's no, there's no timeline to that. It really is you walking that and it looks different for every person. So I think, but for some like us, we're talking about like on just everyday disappointments, things that just like really are disappointing, but not life changing, but disappointing we do have to give ourselves sometimes permission to go there. And I think that's a beautiful how you even processed how when you're an internal processor, how that all works. And what it made me think of was sometimes it's a release, like that's a release of those things to someone to let that out. And for some, you need restraint. Some you're just a walk in like telling everyone everything that's going on. And sometimes you need the wisdom to be restrained. Yeah, it's and true. A restraint even in your emotions to say, I gotta, I gotta wheel that back. Yeah. Like I'm letting this that rule me. This isn't helping me. Yeah, yeah. It, same way. Like where we could sometimes our logic or that I just got to get through this and be strong. Like just almost not think about it. Reframe it. Not dealing with it. Not dealing with it rules us. Sometimes your emotions rule too much. Like the, some of you listening, that might be you. Yeah. We all have this navigation so in this. And so restraint is also really important because I've been with people that have really overshared too much they don't even recognize how much they're sharing and they're relying on people instead of going to God some every single time God is the one that I feel is like I'm not saying that's always the first person you might it just might come out but I'm saying like that's who we mostly need to rely on but as we're processing people get invited into that space but nobody could heal that or do what God does even we can't do that God uses people to be invited into what he's doing in your life. So it encourages and inspires them. And also because we're meant to do life together. 
but people aren't ever to be the source of our actual healing ever. They're not the answer. They're not the source. It's only God. And so the, what came to mind as you were sharing, Laura, is like, there's a release aspect where we need to be able to release some of that bottled up stuff and get it out and let the Holy Spirit go there. Cause as we release, it makes room It makes room because that's all taking up space when there's that negative, like things that have happened or pain or disappointment, whatever frustration it's taking up space that we want God to re- to be able to fill with him, but we got to release it out. We got to have the courage to go there. And for some, there's so much always moving through. You're not allowing the infilling of the Holy spirit to go there. And you're just releasing, releasing, releasing versus allowing just the, the, when the Holy spirit restrains it, it's like he covers you, seals you and does a work. And that's really just equally as important. So I think both of those things are happening and it's really neat to know where you're at in that navigation. So that's a really healthy mindset though, going into having a conversation with someone because the truth is, and this might even be part of the awakening moment from this podcast is that Jesus is our healer. Like it's all in God through the work of the spirit. It is 100% on Jesus. He's the only one that can actually bear the weight of your burden, that can bear the weight of your struggle, that can bear the weight of what it is that you're navigating. But God uses people to help us along the way. But those people are never the savior. Mm -hmm. And if we have a mindset or an expectation that when I share this, this is going to be the result of that, or this is what they're going to do, or this is the type of support that they're going to give me, or this is how they're going to walk alongside me. We are setting ourselves up for disappointment. So like absolutely, absolutely. Because we can place so much expectations, right? Like doesn't my best friend know I'm depressed right now? Why isn't my best friend helping me? Why isn't my best friend, you know, offering to take my kids or make meals for me or come alongside me in this way? Like all of those things can happen. We can begin to put these incredibly high expectations on what we think everybody else should be doing for us while we're suffering or struggling or going through what we're going through. And the reality is they were never meant to be the savior, but God does want to use them to walk alongside you. But we have to actually say what we need. We have to actually say, you know, I'm struggling or I'm not doing well. I think it's also really, really healthy to say out loud, if you're able to, I can't do this. I'm well, okay. No, I'm not going to say I can't do this. I don't do this. Well, I'm, I need to learn to do this. I'll say that because I don't want to speak that I can't, I can in Christ. All things are possible (laughs) with Jesus. Right. But, um, to, to say what you need to actually articulate what it is that you need to somebody without expectation without Mm. expecting them to be the one to fully meet that need. And I like to think of it a little bit like this, that when we say out loud, this is what I need. We're saying that as a prayer. We're saying that out. We're saying that as if we're saying that to God, God, would you help? But I'm telling a person with flesh and blood, but we're saying it as a prayer. Is that person going to be able to fulfill 100% of that need? Probably not. Probably absolutely not. And so the less expectations we can have around that, the better for us to be able to walk alongside people. But if we can say it as a prayer and we can trust that God is with us in the midst of it, he will make a way. And there is a really, really very difficult uh, mindset that we need to have in our struggle. That's very difficult because when we're struggling, we don't have this mindset, but looking, begin looking for what 
God is doing. Mm. Like so often in the midst of our struggle, and especially if the struggle is going on a long time, we can just get so overcome by what is not happening, what God is not doing, what people are not doing for us, how people are not there for us, how God is not there, how we feel so alone. And we can get really fixated on all of the things, all of the lack, all of the things we are missing as we're walking through this instead of actually just flipping the score and looking for the things that people are doing around us. What was that encouraging text that came in that day? What was an encouraging message that came in through social media? What was that phone call that your mom gave you that day? What, like just looking for what people are doing, even if they're not fulfilling it exactly as you need or exactly as you would desire or want, what are they doing? Because if we could just be able to see that, it actually helps us to move through and recognize, wow, we're maybe not as alone as we believe that we are in the midst of the struggle. Oh, that's so profound. And I feel like those listening to this, these are real hope-filled words. Like this is really to let you know you are not alone. And the beautiful thing is not only are we not alone, that there is community around you and available to you, but the beautiful thing is God, Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you as an orphan. We have the Holy Spirit within us too. And so the beautiful thing is that we're able to walk this through no matter the degree of pain, no matter the struggle, no matter the timeline, no matter what you've been dealt with in life, the hand you've been given, God is able to do exceedingly above all that we can ask or imagine according to his power at work within us. And I think this is what we're saying at the end of the day, when we submit ourselves to the power of God to let him do in these spaces what only he can do, and we invite people to come in, and we literally invite like we literally say, I need, I, I want to share this with you. And this is where I want to invite you into the space. We get to share in the journey of joy and struggle, but we get to journey in that together. And how sweet it is when we've been journeying with one another and the breakthrough comes. Oh, there is, it's actually so amazing. And Lori, use that scripture, consider it pure joy. And I just want to kind of come back to this as we're kind of coming to a close in this this conversation but consider i actually even as you said it i was like i'm going to look up what the meaning of consider is because much of what we've been talking about in our podcast have been how we do grade a lot of how we're doing by our emotions versus looking at our emotions as indicators where god wants to go and also then taking them releasing them confessing them repenting admitting them and bringing it to god and letting him in and then allowing his word to form us in faith. Consider it means, can think carefully about something before making a decision. And the beautiful thing when God says, consider it pure joy, he's not, he's not just saying, you're gonna feel full joy. Mm. Consider it pure joy, meaning I'm gonna consider that God is working all things together. Mm. I'm going to think about this, and my decision is not gonna be in my emotion, my decision is going to be anchored in God's word mm. that versus this trial, this hardship, this pain, this situation, what it's causing me is not joy, but the considering that God is going to work this mm. for good. 
so good. Brings me the great joy, the same joy that the joy set before Jesus mm. was the was what was going to happen on the other side of the cross. Right. That was what was set before, and it talks about that. It wasn't that the cross was joy. It was the other side that he he went through. We're not Jesus, mm-hmm. but he's our example to say, consider it joy that everything is being worked together for your good, that nothing is wasted on God. Nothing, what the enemy means for harm, God's gonna turn for good. Everything is held together by God as we consider everything and make our decision based on, not emotion, but on faith. And that's where the joy comes from. So good. I love that. Consider Mm. and just consider Mm. that the people around you actually are with you and for you. Just consider it instead of, instead of looking for what they're not doing, Mm. looking for what everybody's not doing. Wow. That is fantastic. I loved this conversation today. Continue to lean into this space. It's not easy. And definitely Rhonda and I are not the greatest examples. <laughs> no, we're not the experts. But we are, we are on the we're journey. We're growing. Yeah. We're on we're the journey training, with Lord. you. We're, we're training. training. We're training in this. We're training with you. We may so. not wear see-through dresses in the future, just so <laughs> anyone's wondering. Uh, we're going to really try. Oh, my I'm going to take away. That much transparency is too much transparency. Okay. <laughs> we're straight, Lore. When is too much too much? That is definitely too much. Okay. Yeah. That is definitely too much. Well, we want you to have the best day ever and we will talk to you uh, again real soon.